trail, listener, is something that everybody will know at least once in their lives. That stinging cut that only comes from a knife wielded by somebody you felt you could trust. The only people you would let close enough to even strike the blow. And betrayal will leave a scar to remind you of your misjudgment. A lesson to carry with you. Always. is still outside. Pat has heard none of this and just very gingerly leans up against like one of the uh, outside pillars that's holding like the long uh, <laughs> ceiling above the walkway just leading into the door. Just leans on that pillar looking over at uh, the car that she trashed that last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she takes out a lollipop, puts the lollipop in her mouth and goes, I am absolutely confident someone's having some absolutely batshit conversation inside that library and that tomorrow they're going to ask me, the best lawyer that they have on staff, something like, can a trumpet be insured for the price of a priceless piece of museum art? Or can a crow get a license to drive? Uh, and they're going to look at me in the eye and say, I have a responsibility to the Teamsters to answer this question. And I'm going to have to look up in case law if a bird can drive. <laughs> and I've never hated having this job and loved being in this town more than knowing that that's going to happen. <laughs> so this cool. Is the story about how a falcon got certified class C to drive trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Now I gotta get that forklift certification. That's the that's that oh, real fucking translation. Shit. I am now forklift certified. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please make him the crane operator. God, this is wild. Everyone else is having 
like genuinely like meaningful like verdant life is attempting to make the business deal of its life uh the mountain um is attempting to consolidate whatever power is uh, is left to make sure that tennessee doesn't crumble as a territory and the only union in town has to employ a bird it's a crane operator i love this so much He's fucking good. A crane operator. This falcon is a crane <laughs> operator. Or, or if you want to stick with musical, you can make him the sandpiper. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. Can I, um, Brian? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I have a scene on a lark? Yeah, go for it. I don't have any fucking characters anymore. (laughs) Um, Pat immediately follows up that that monologue by going on a walk, and she walks all the way to Rio's apartment. Oh no! Uh, Does she have evil intent? Does she have um, bad intentions approaching Rio's apartment? Okay. Real? Um, what, what time is it? It is like 6.30, p.m. Okay. We'll just assume he's home. Uh, <laughs> um, the... Yeah, uh, he... Yeah, he opens the door. Um, well, um... Like, kind of nods his head. Like, I didn't expect, uh, didn't expect you to come a calling. Uh, what can I do for you, Pat? Richa, have you ever expected me? I mean, no. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what can I do for you? We all put up a hell of a fight that time. Yeah, it was uh pretty good. Um I mean had some interesting consequences, but is uh it is pretty nice to have actually got some things to move on the board. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite pan out how I thought it was gonna. So. I mean, we won. Yeah, yeah. Kind of had. I think he like looks over his shoulder and the camera can kind of see that the, the gun, like the three, like the 38 special that like Cecily had. Like a gun that is definitely not a regular gun because it shot an injured many magical creatures (laughs) um including selma uh and he kind of like looks back he's like kind of had some other intentions for it but it i guess it panned out in the end what can i uh what do i owe the pleasure to this evening 
Well, I was just thinking. Thanks to you and a bag of other people that I did not know I could trust to do something special like that one day. We now live in a completely different Elder County than we did 24 hours or more ago. Yeah, I, um, I guess he, like, opens the door and, like, steps to the side to let you in so you're not having this conversation on his, uh, like, at the front of his apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, and he shuts the door and, uh, he's like, it is, it is, uh, interesting. I have, uh, it's been a long, it's been a while since I've needed to contemplate the uh contemplate the next step or what what comes after the end of the plan as it were well you're not i've i've heard on the street at least that you're not much more than a preacher and to be sure, I didn't think you were much more than a preacher when I met you the first time. Yeah. But I want to say that that's actually good for us. I just wanted to... I was going to say that I wanted to threaten you, but I'll... Give you the benefit of the doubt this time. I think you know just as much as I do. This place needs someone who can guide them. People who don't just rule by fear or by scarcity. Someone who can actually give people hope and comfort and guidance. Someone who is willing to tell someone to their face that they're doing wrong and then still tell them that they can do right if they want. You are perhaps the one honestly faithful man in Elder County, and I am still surprised that you've lasted this long, given everything else, of course. And I think that now is your opportunity to actually put that to use. I appreciate that, Pat. Let me tell you this. I didn't have much of a plan going past that confrontation. If you remember, I told you to watch the throne. That somebody mm -hmm. was going to take it. That would be a good time to, when they were weak, but it didn't pan out how I thought it was going to. Things are shifting. You can feel it. And mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know. <laughs> you know, I I walk up to that pulpit on Sundays many times, way more hungover than I'm sure my congregation would prefer. Um, but I talk to them about their problems and 
I took over that church under some odd circumstances. And, and ideally, I would like to get them a real preacher at some point, but they seem happy with me for whatever reasons. But I want to take care of them, do right by them, because they have put their faith in me. And whatever faith I have is not necessarily part of the equation. The people need somebody who's when it comes to leading them, that can uh, actually see what they need. Town's a big wheel. For way too long, there's been a certain set of folk at the center of it making it turn. This is true. And I'm getting increasingly interested what happens, not when we change who's at the center of that wheel, when we stop that motherfucker from turning entirely. But, for right now, he says sitting down on his couch, um, his house that still smells like weird incense and the, the remnants of like, herbs and crushed up crystals and there's like still a mortar and pestle where he like that has the remnants of something that he packed into a shotgun um sitting on the table for right now i'm just gonna be a preacher see how that works out for a while and i'd like that very much and all i'd ask in return is that sometimes you remind people that it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's it's pretty much every sermon on Sunday, so don't you worry about that. You know, my mm-hmm. my papa told me um, a long time ago, and I, I try to take this this going forward. And I'm sure my my congregation at this point has gotten tired of me sharing this anecdote, but he told me that uh, ain't nobody who makes more money than you ever had your best interest in mind. I try and take that forward. <laughs> and on that page, we are both believers. So here's what. Um, and Pat goes to your fridge how many beers are in the fridge? Oh, Real loves to drink at bars. He doesn't really drink at home too much. Uh, ah, okay, cool. There's no yeah. alcohol here. He's like, good, there's no alcohol here. So um, here's what's going to happen. Don't open the freezer, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to, and I'm not going <laughs> to ask now. So here's what's going to happen. Anytime you need hands dealing with eh, tidying up uh, by your uh, church before mass, anytime you need someone to lift a couple things before a donation drive or something like that, you let me know and I will give you two or three of my uh, strongest folks. 
And anytime you want to put the stem of a bottle to your lips, you let me know so I can take that off your hands. All I ask is that you remind the good people of this town that there is no true, honest thing that comes for them that isn't of their neighbors, isn't a thing that the Teamsters can't give them. And that whenever we're ready to tell you what happens next, you're going to take that shotgun over there and you're going to meet me at a place and time to be determined. And we're going to put a round in Silma Pendrin's forehead. <laughs> uh, I think Rio stands up. He picks up the... He stands up. He, like, kind of puts his hand up. Like, kind of, like, makes the sort of, like, one moment question. Or, like, one moment gesture. He goes to the back of his apartment. And he comes um, uh, back out. Uh with uh, a box and it is um it smells like it immediately i mean i'm like for pat like it very much hits as soon as it kind of sort of ends the room that this like a like a little cedar box um and it's got these really intricate carving of like this kind of like um it's not molding. I don't know what it is called. Like, you know, like molding, but on the edges of a box. I can't, th- I don't, can't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like intricately carved. Um, and he sets it down. He's like, good advice isn't the only thing uh, my, uh, my papal ever did for me. And he opens it up and he pulls, like he, he takes that 38 special and he like flips it over, open, and he loads. I think, I think a thirty-eight special only holds five five rounds. And he slaps it back back closed, um, and he takes it by the barrel. It like takes Pat by the hand, puts that in in her hand, and he goes, "You hold on to that for me." Until I need it. Because that, he kind of gestures at the shotgun, that's only going to slow her down. (laughs) Noted. I can very well do that for you. And, you know, feel free and if if the, the, the need arises and you need it too, you know. Don't be afraid to use it. I just, like, turn one of my fingernails into a claw, and I say, I mightn't, but I'll keep it in mind. Have a good night, Preacher. You too. Hey, as, as like, Pat's walking out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take care of Kiki. She had a she had a bad time last time she was in a group. And you don't 
I trust you as far as it comes to taking care of people. But you be good to her. Otherwise, I will load that shotgun with something. Something untoward. <laughs> I don't know what packs Miss Gaithin used to roll with before she came to Elder County, but Teamsters is good family. I'll see to it that she's comfortable. Also, and for the record, we ain't fucking. Like, she's like my best friend. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> I believe you. I can still smell her in this room, you yeah, know. But we... okay, I believe you. No, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, no. Whatever, whatever <laughs> explanation you have, I'll, I'll take it and I leave, and we'll never have to let anyone else know that the both of you are clearly we fucking. Are, that is have so fucking weird. It blows. It, it, it makes my skin crawl. Good night. you I don't know why I'm protesting. I just closes <laughs> the door behind her and leaves. <laughs> It's extremely funny. Like, we talked about it, actually. It's extremely funny because Kiki's a lesbian and they're, like, basically siblings. Like, <laughs> that's why she's around him all the time. <laughs> mm hmm God. We are in such an interesting place here as a as a large-scale community, mm -hmm. as, as a many turns here. Mm -hmm. All right. Who, I believe. But the only person with turns left is me. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe that you wanted the Craft and Creative Society to speak with the general. Yes. Or was I, or did I, or were you going to be like, that talk happens, but you're not going to like, just sit there and talk to yourself. <laughs> it occurs to me. I mean, I can. It's quite entertaining. I'm fairly certain for everyone else. Um, actually, I want uh, Bartlett to talk to the mountain first. Okay. All right. So. Because the, the fox has said many things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I. <clears throat> I, I, you know where I, to find I me. Think, I think it's uh, Gwendolyn. I think it's the leader who, who heads on up there. And you walk up the path. It is a nice night. It's the same night that it has mm -hmm. been. It is a, a, you know, a, a, a good path. You hear the, the crickle of a creek. You hear the birds. You hear, or it's night, I guess. So you hear the bugs. You hear, you know, the sounds of things moving, but. Mm -hmm. It is a path. It is you are walking and you feel safe, or the forest, the 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 hills radiate that. If that makes sense. Are you saying that There's the hills are alive with with uh, music? The hills are alive with mm -hmm. something. That much is, mm -hmm. is certain. But yeah. Yeah, I think um, she's just by herself and has a has a small little basket with her. You come up the path. There's the cave. She enters it. You walk down its passage, its pathways. You you move deeper into that same kind of larger area we've seen before with the mm -hmm. water, with the the ridge line. You bring a light. No, she can stay perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Sits down on a rock. 
pulls out a uh, a different type of. You're not sure what material it is actually. Um, some yarn actually just lets it fall into the pool itself. And then she just begins to sit there on the edge, the little click clack of her knitting needles resonating through. There, there is a, a rumble that sends ripples to the, to the mm-hmm. yarn. It, 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 uh, it doesn't like reject it. It doesn't splash it up and out or anything, but it is an acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Thank you for meeting with me. It's been over 60 years since the last time you asked to meet. Too long if it was half the time. And yet seems like only yesterday. When you have a long memory, the past is so close. But the future becomes harder to think of. What do you see in the future for the Bartlett? I think you know where that is and where that leads. You've already seen it written on your walls. I, I see many. I work with many. I prepare against people that have stood in these caverns. Not all who have stood here signed a contract. And this I offer to you. Because I know your contract means something. We know we can trust you. And a contract confirms we both work in each other's best interests. And what is our best interest, dear Mountain? Elder County, Tennessee. is the name for the area in which I inhabit. But this area, it, it, it's been here for so long. I'm not using a mountain voice. I'm starting to talk just like me. This, the place where we reside, has been with us for so long and has known so many different names. But we protect it. And I ask you, do you want to protect your home from those that would wish it ill? Always have been. I would like to work with you on that. And she just kind of nods. And how do you suppose we do that? Because you and I are both aware, there's only one that can. But it's not the only thread I see. There are many, many of which wish to tangle. 
create conflict. Why not knit out of something other than yarn? And do you only have to make scarves? Could we not make something bigger, something different? A scarf is a personal item. It is made for an individual. It helps protect them from the elements, provides them warmth, provides them shelter. It is part of their story. And they can do with it as they wish, or it is their story. Whose story do you make it? Whose story do you seek after? Not one in particular. We seek out many stories. The only thing that we do is catalog them. We weave their stories into a bigger tapestry. A thread of holding memories from one era into the next. Because each scarf becomes part of a bigger picture. A bigger thread. But some do not wish it, and that is for them to decide. I would provide the thread for your picture-perfect tapestry. Careful. Not everything you wish for is picture-perfect. Only when perceived as such. From a very specific angle, can it be seen that way? It is skewed otherwise. Provide the angle, then. I wish for us to manipulate the thread. What gain? Power, security, defense. To write the story I have spent far too long having others write for me. Mm. You change the tension in the weave. I wish not to trick you to lie. No. You are perhaps being more honest than you have been in over 60 years with me personally. My concern is that you won't actually get what you wish for. I also share that concern and the only way to secure it is to reach out and to fix bridges that I have left unspoken to for 60 years. Think on it. Come back. Time is long. 
You know she won't recognize it as such. That is why I need help. She's not her grandfather. But she will meet with a similar fate if it comes to it. I assume your grandpa's dead. I can't remember. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> it throws a very interesting, out of character, throws a very interesting twist onto the lore of a contract that is generational to where they switched the person they uh-huh. have the contract with to her. Just how she became a vampire. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that juicy tidbit, audience. Um... I think she just sits there and weaves a little bit more. And as she knits, sorry, I keep interchanging between weave and knit. As she's knitting, (laughs) as the scarf essentially grows longer and it touches the water, it turns to stone Mm. as she weaves. Mm. Sorry, knits. Trying to decide if that is a threat foreboding or just a weird little trick technically both she's using the dust of the mountain itself to weave this contract essentially mm-hmm. i fucking let you i mean that seems like the price of doing business in this sort of situation mm-hmm mm-hmm It's a, it's a hell of a hell of an encounter. So at the at the mm-hmm. end of this, where do we sit? I think she ponders a little bit more and just like quietly like knits for like two hours or something, like just not a single word, just the silence with that mm-hmm. little clicking of the needles. And then she finishes off the scarf. Dips that end into the water. That stone, yet pliable. Mm-hmm. It clinks. It sounds like a fucking uh, like, almost like a like a like a bird wa- like mm-hmm. a bird thing. You know what I mean? Like wind chimes. Just done. Yeah, it. A contract is a contract. I look forward to our future together. A future that has been woven, now decided. And now decided. May it be decided in our favor. That is yet to be seen. You decided your fate. And we are now all bound by it. I hope that that was worth the eons of pondering you've had this place. There, There is a rumble that both signifies the end of the conversation for the mountain and also a 
uncertainty of uh, making a jump, making making an attempt that it mm-hmm. usually doesn't. And I think with that, um, she she leaves the scarf next to the rock, kind of like folded up nicely. And as she folds it and sets it down, it turns into one of the stones, like the pebbles that are all lined up along this lake. Cave like lake. And you realize how many contracts have been made here over the eons. And yeah. she just yeah, 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 picks up her yeah. needles, puts them in her basket, and walks out. So, mechanically, what are we looking at here? Um, well, you honestly, here's you the thing. This here's the thing was. when it comes to the mountain. Um, let me put yeah. back up here real quick. Let me double check something real quick. Da, 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 da. Uh, your size can go up, but your power cannot. You're you're kind of like you've hit the ceiling on power. Mm-hmm. Which is oh, no, I'm no, looking I guess you for can go size. up one more notch on power, but they're kind of mechanically. There's not a whole lot of yeah. what I what I don't have is yeah. size, but I think five power would put me at the strongest thing on the board. Individually, uh, no, actually, you you would be you would still be weaker than Pinder in general. The only five and five. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I have played my cards right this whole entire damn game. I would say it's probably you have, easier you have, to acquire. No, exactly. This is better if you're going to consolidate these two things together. It would take you longer to gain three points of size than one point of power mechanically. <laughs> you are absolutely right. If you are if you are willing to to give give me your size, I don't love the way that that's phrased. <laughs> Out of to, all of the things that share. have been mentioned tonight, that is where you draw the line? Really? I, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not drawing any lines. I'm just saying I don't love the way that it was phrased. <laughs> um, well, I'm a wordsmith, all right? <laughs> I actually think I am decidedly not a wordsmith. <laughs> um... <laughs> says otherwise <laughs> uh yeah i'm good with that because i know that the mountain's gonna have to give in to silma anyway yeah i i am i am playing this for like pointing at a confrontation i don't think i can win because i think i does someone in the mountain have anything on like that binds them together in a way like that the mountain works for her like Rio worked for her. No, right? no, I don't the, know. Like, it would be that. absolutely wild if someone could like. We we did have an agreement yeah. that yeah. it was the same bond well, well, of her grandfather, which is mm-hmm. very similar to um, Rio. And so, uh-huh. yes, there is a bond there. Will Silma know how to fully utilize it? I don't know until the moment. And the mountain's yep. way stronger than Rio. Like, and look yeah. at all the shit Rio got up to and while he was still on. Like, you know. Rio also spent most of his time getting his ass kicked. Yeah, it's true. And everyone keeps <laughs> handing have him anything? weapons and favors and stuff. I don't get it. <laughs> his, one, just... his one superpower is being charming. 
Yep. The one thing he has over the mountain is being fuckable. You <laughs> yeah, can't fuck sure. a mountain. He's listen, Ben the, the guy I'm using his face claim for him, very, very handsome man. Uh Riley, I think you're taking that for granite. <laughs> ba da ba ba da ba. You're right, I'm giving Wow. <laughs> yes, I will I will hand Marveling marbling at these puns. Stone cold is what we are. Uh yes, go ahead and take <laughs> the size. Thanks. You rock. Alright, well, that's the end of the fucking podcast forever. Uh the <laughs> okay all right do you have anything left to do Michelle? yes okay what is left i think silma is going to have a quick conversation with her grandfather before heading to speak to the mountain. And okay. I'm not sure exactly how to role play this to be honest. But okay, how how is she communicating with the grandfather? Uh, well, there is a um a rather large freezer on the grounds of her property, okay. and I think she goes and unlocks it. I mean, obviously, there's like multiple levels of security here and whatnot, mm-hmm. and steps in. Uh, and there are several people that are standing there waiting for her, I think. He, um, he does have a hole in his chest from when she ripped out his heart. He is still alive. I'm going to leave that up to the audience to... Guess or fill in the blanks there on how he is still living. But he is the reason why she is a vampire. Um, there are other family members present. Such as her parents. Perhaps a few other people. And... I think she just kind of like silently looks at him and then he kind of like does that little thing they always show in the movies of him kind of turning his head to the side to look back at everyone else and everyone else leaves the room, give them privacy without a Mm -hmm. word. And um, she waits till they're all gone. I hope you're happy. 
your grandfather. This is all be. Do, do you want somebody to? Do you want somebody to be? I think I would if you wouldn't mind. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> had a lot to do. So. Yeah, I'll give you something. Uh, let me text you one thing first here. Um, yeah, yeah. Send me just a couple of details. <laughs> so, so everybody leaves the room. And can you repeat what Selma said to him for me, please? I hope you're happy, grandfather. This is all because of you. I cannot. Say, dear child, that I am terribly pleased with the circumstances I do find myself in currently, but the plan is the plan. Yet we work at odds, as I will undo what you have tried accomplishing. You will attempt to, but from, now given I have a limited perspective from down in here, not the best views, which is a shame considering all of the property I picked had wonderful sidelines, but from where I'm seeing, you do still benefit from all of the dirt. That I got onto my hands. I don't believe you mean earth. I mean blood. <laughs> no, I mean dirt, child. I mean getting your hands dirty. I mean doing what needs to be done. Something you've always been resistant to doing. Though you seem to be taken to it well gonna take credit for that and your upbringing what upbringing <laughs> there's been nothing but the insidious hounding urge to complete this and it has taken everything that you have given me to resist it child we are not the people out there we are not this mountain we are not the things that inhabit these forests we are not the people who turn the gears of the machines that we build so you can resist that urge or turn it into something different The longer you're here, the more you will want to build. That is just simply the nature of being. Now, did you just come down here to berate an old corpse? Or did you have a question in mind? Because behind that little scowl, seems like there's something you might want.
I feel as though you were mischaracterizing me. I gave you all the tools to take everything. See, that's the one. But you can view it how you want. (laughs) See, that's the main difference between you and me. You view people as tools. I view them as people. People are meant to have free will. Uh, how much? Uh, how much does he know about like the goings on outside of this here freezer? His heart is currently in a um, stag deity, so he is aware of oh, something, yeah, but it is tethered under mm-hmm. Silma, so he would be aware right. of what's going on. But he can't necessarily do anything about it because she's using him at this right. moment to control. She's she's kind of like fair. turned it against him in, yeah. in that one aspect. Well, he doesn't he doesn't need powers to be a complete little p- piece of exactly. shit, right? So, uh, <laughs> free will, not using them as tools. It's nice to see them that way, but is that is that why you brought the little librarian up? Put on the song and dance and the light show and the library. Get her all swooning. Why won't you straightforward with her? Give her a proper option. Not so much smoke a meal. Or is it part of the greater good? Is it the ends that meet? Is it a means that fits an end? Librarian is a personal matter. It's nothing to do with <laughs> what I've been handed. It is all part of the wheel, child. All the parts. What hunted you in the end? That was your downfall. I'm sure you're sitting over there. Outside of this metal box. Thinking it was old granddaddy's hubris brought him down. No, child. He was trusting others. It was thinking that folks would hold up their end of a bargain. Thinking that I was on the same page. It was folks who were close to me. Oh, terribly close to me. You'd never let anyone get close. I let one. I let one. I mean, you see, and he says, he says, gesturing to his chest, you see how that turned out for me. I finally gave your heart a use. <laughs> how poetic. 
to give my heart to somebody else. Only to see them reject that gift. Well, are you here to remind me of my, my past follies? Boring up there in your, your little, your little house with your, your little ward. She not providing the sort of stimulating conversation you've been wanting. Had to come down here and tuckle Papa's ear off. No. I wanted to verify a hunch. Thank you so kindly, Grandfather. Enough service one last time. And I think with that, she turns to leave. Watch you give that heart to, Selma. Um. I think she kind of pauses a little bit on the stairs as he says that. And then she just pure silence as she continues walking up them and closes the the locks and the various doors. And as she gets to the last one, I think she falters a little bit with the lock. The heart you never let me have. Or is it even my damn own? And she just kind of finishes locking the last bolt essentially and walks away. So yeah, you, so real quick, as you exit the facility and head toward the car. What does Selma drive? I think we've talked about it before, but I can't remember. Um, you know, I, I am going to pull the, the classic uh, vampire move, and it's one of her grandfather's mm-hmm. really old antique cars. Nice. Um, I would rattle off a particular make, model, and year and everything, but I cannot remember <laughs> my favorite car at the moment, and it's driving me nuts, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, so I think as she's walking to the car, there's a presence. Like, she is a vampire. I assume she has preternatural senses. Um, and, and there's just, like, this vibe of, like, being watched um and being watched and also like not trying to hide that fact uh coming from kind of her periphery okay does she say anything react to it or anything like that think she more so waits to have a uh she's aware of it but definitely allows um him to make the first move essentially mm-hmm. yeah uh stepping sort of out of the darkness and kind of like under a street light real quick um, for those who actually are wondering mm-hmm. it's a uh, 37 Cadillac V16. There we go. We found it. <laughs> That's a good fucking Cadillac. I, I will too. post it in the appropriate channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
stepping uh, out of the darkness and under a street light is a woman, uh, possibly early 40s, late 30s, somewhere in that kind of ballpark. Uh, seems to have had a rough time of it, um, kind of like a sunken face, eyes almost hollow, just kind of like wide-eyed, incredibly nervous, uh, stepping up to you. And she goes to speak, but like the breath catches in her her throat and her head jerks to the side in a motion that seems familiar to Selma uh, in the same sort of motions that she saw when Rio became the sort of voice for the snake. And she like looks like her head kind of like slams down and then she looks back up and this like wry little smirk hits the corner of her lips and out of her mouth comes a voice that seems disconnected. Well, hello there, Selma. I don't think we've had the pleasure of meeting face to face. I'm Uncle Nebo. You've been mentioned. I imagine that I have. I have uh, come to you. Because I feel as though we have a uh, mutual interest in a person. I know that you were speaking with Cecily for quite some time. Uh, which is fine. That's not actually why I'm here. I feel as though in that last interaction that we had with her, we both came away with less than we wanted to. Is that a fair assessment? I don't know what you happen to be referring to. I usually don't speak to somebody with um, predisposition on what I intend to get out of a conversation. That's fair. Well, let me apologize. I do not come to mean to come with uh, untoward assumptions. I'm just looking for a uh, friendly face out here. Seeing as I've lost my connection, I'm sorry to come to you and kind of like gestures. Uh, the, 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 the woman's form gestures to herself. Sorry to come to here, come to you with this. I'm unable to make a face-to-face, though I would prefer that. I hope you don't take that as a as a slight. This is the, the best that I can do under the current circumstances. Selma, I'll be honest with you, because I believe that's what you would probably prefer. In the basement of the English Ivy Inn and Resort, You and I have seen something that is unlike anything else, not only in Elder County, but possibly the whole world. It is powerful. It is destructive. And maybe the worst 
most malignant force to move in to this area in a long time was hell-bent on harnessing its power. And now it is protected by the will of one little ghost. Do you feel like that's safe, Selma? So instead of assisting someone, because they are someone, mm-hmm. it was protecting something evil instead of resting. You wish for me to work against them to put it within better hands, so to speak? Not just, not better hands, someone. Hands that will still be here. You and I both know that Fair and Howell can be patient because they have the luxury of being patient. Because time, to them, to us, moves differently. What happens when Farron Howell comes back in 30 years, 40 years, 100? That power will still be there. But Cecily and her misguided friends will not. And you're saying you will be. I have been here for centuries already. Mm. I will be here for centuries more. These are mountains, as you know, are old. They house a great many things that are very, very old. People like Fair and Howe, people is kind of a loose term with those two, but they see things like that that's in, in the basement of that resort. Things like the mountain, things like myself. Something to be funneled, siphoned away. What would happen if they had succeeded, if we hadn't known, if we hadn't have done what we'd done. What do you think siphoning that sort of energy out of this area would have done to, to you, to, to the mountain, to, <laughs> to all of the things around here? Do you want to trust that to them? I'm not saying that they would give it up readily. But do you think that they have the ability to even stand against a more coordinated attack? There's the four or five of them. I do appreciate your concern. And yes, I do think in the future you and I should talk. Well, I'd appreciate it. If you, uh, if you need me. And I, I think the, the interaction kind of ends and then Soma calls after. 
Mr. Nebo. Uncle Nebo. Mr. Nebo. <laughs> I do hope that you understand how strong an unrested soul is. Oh, I understand. Miss Penderin. Excellent. And gets in her car. The person's eyes sort of uncloud. They kind of snap back and kind of move the, move back into the shadows. Mm-hmm. I think Silma kind of pulls up with her car, rolls down the window. Maybe it's drizzling or something. Let me guess. You don't know how you got here? I think she, she cocks an eyebrow and she's like, No, ma'am. I know exactly where I'm at. You need a ride? And the sort of the fear fades from her eyes and there's this sort of like almost like relieved or sort of like at ease look and she goes no ma'am Uncle Nebo will take care of me of course he will pulls up window and drives off you know you you pull up into that parking lot that is at the trailhead and you walk up and this is not that same walk. It is it. The, the night is dark. The bugs aren't out. There are cracks in the forest and noises. You hear that sound that a deer makes Mm -hmm. at a distance. You know what I mean? Like it is, it is a, not that it's threatening, but it is the, you are not being protected at the moment. And like, there's the the mouth of the cave is there and like it is it is that that just deep dark do you mind if we go over a memory absolutely okay all right i mean <laughs> no i don't absolutely yes we should go over the memory <laughs> i i think i think silma walks in and she's her usual stiff self but this time she seems a little bit more formal than normal Mm-hmm. And I think she sits down in her usual spot, mountain being really cold. Mm-hmm. And I think she picks up a stone or a rock. And this could be a previous contract. We'll leave it up to the imagination that the audience has now recognized that these are contracts that are bound, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think she picks it up and just kind of like moves it around in her hand. I've been trying to wrap my mind around a particular thing. There is the rumble of of recognition, and the, this is at the we're doing a memory, right? Mm-hmm. There's the rumble of recognition, and the sound of like dust shaking from the uh, the the roof of the cavern. 
and it is uh it's that uh what what ails you what have you been turning I've had dreams lately these last few nights something doesn't add up Just the time we first met. Here. She kind of looks around. So long ago. It's different. It felt more real. It's Off. Am I a dream to you now? No. No. I think I'm waking up from the dream. Realizing that what I remember is not the same as it actually was. I thought being introduced to you as a comfort was a calm within the storm of what was going through my mind and life at that point. Nurturing. Now I recognize it as suffocating, stifling. Would you prefer the dream to the truth? The truth is something I know you can handle. You can appreciate. You say I can handle it. Yet all these years, you've never shared it. All these years, you have prevented me from seeing it. You have made it seem like you were helping me. And in reality, you are bound to me. Based on that fateful day. And I think with that, she just tosses the rock into the pool, causing a splash. Except another one. It is more symbiotic than either, than anyone would have preferred. But I trust that we will find a way to make this work for everyone involved. Everyone? Yes. Mm. She tosses the next one into the pool. This one making a bigger splash. 
grabbing another one. I don't believe that you actually mean what you say right now. I think you're referring to a very select few of people. Not everyone. And do you not consider yourself among them? You wound me. I discovered a wound. She throws the next rock, repeats the process, which you put there. You are part of the reason that I am what I am. Another rock. Would you, would you have had me let you die? I would have at least lived next rock. I at least would have lived. I'm interested to imagine what you would have thought in the other situation. I, 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 I wonder if you would feel the same way had they taken your life that day. Is it not special to live to regret living. I guess we'll never know, will we? We will. Next rock. Because I am finally going to make a decision that I don't regret. I look forward to that. <laughs>